What's up, everybody? This is the faculty meeting with Ronnie, and this is the podcast where we meet teachers, the people who probably spend more time with your kids than you do, maybe like 10 months out the year. Uh, today, I have a good friend of mine, uh, Sam. Uh, hey, everybody. She, she teaches, you teach elementary school. Yes, I do. What, what subject in, or what grade, what subject? Right now we're doing, I'm doing GT, Gifted and Talented, um, second grade reading and social studies. The smart kids. Uh, they're labeled that way. I've been doing it <laughs> the past three years. but um, It's not necessarily that they're smart. It's that they test well. Yeah, they test really well. They test they, well. They, oh, my God. They test through the roof. And they test my nerves as well they're really good at that they're very great at that it's like there's the smart kids know how to do it better than the other ones because they know they know how to play mind games better yeah so they know um, the system yeah they know the system so yeah and they know you know like i said they know how to play mind games they know how to get under your skin better without like doing something they can technically get rolled up for they do other little things it's yeah. weird and little kids are for me anyway they're like I can't do I can't do elementary school <laughs> because a lot of people can't. I can't because they require too much structure that I don't have. Yes, very, and uh, very much so. They also like like I want to tell like I want to fix them right. So when they come up to me crying, <laughs> I'm just like I'm just like look, what's your problem? I'm like okay, that's not a problem. <laughs> it's like that's not right. a problem. I was like, you only think that because you ain't got nothing else going. Like I I can't talk to them <laughs> like that. Uh, so kudos to you. What grade are you doing? Are you um, just I'm like doing a- second? I'm doing second, and right now, I pretty much my whole summer was taken away because I'm doing this internship to be vice principal next year. So I'm in the middle of that uh, as well. Is it, what? Okay, so you're doing GT. Is it a specific subject, or is it all just in one classroom, second grade? All um, time? It, it's just like usually it's five or six kids labeled GT, and the rest are um, general. Okay. Usually it's higher general ed. They try to put them in. So you just do like, uh, when I say general, I meant like uh, general subjects. Like you just no, no, no. I do te- reading and social studies, and I have a partner that does science and math. Okay. Yeah, right. it's math and science. So yeah, yeah. Kudos. Very interesting, especially at the school I work at. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the. I will not talk bad about my school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. Like, you know, it's funny. Like, people people don't know what teachers necessarily go through. Like, people You're always... You're right, because t- two years ago, I went through two partners. Yeah. One lady quit after the first two months. It was a white woman. Yeah. And um, she's working back at Walmart. <laughs> people are really going to think that I hate white people. but I don't mean... I, I no, mean, I know what you It's mean. really, really difficult, like, you know, especially a lot of the kids where they come from and yeah. what they see every day. So when they come to school, it's like, psh, I don't care. Like, I might not have food to eat tonight or yeah. my daddy's going to beat my mommy tonight or I might get beat tonight. Yeah. So it's like, when I come to school, I don't care about anything. Yeah, they got, they got bigger they issues. They really real than, problems. Than what's going on. And, and a lot of them, especially in this generation, they're very short-sighted. Right. And so, uh, and I mean, you got younger kids, and they're very short-sighted. But they don't know, or they don't think to themselves, like, okay, I need to focus in school to hopefully get out of this situation. Because kids just do what they, they do what they know. Right. And they accept what they know. Um, and it makes it difficult for kid, uh, for teachers, you know, because we try to teach them better, but they still go back home, you know, 16 hours a day to 
whatever else is going on to people who to people who Who are supposed to be the ones telling them what's right or wrong and they're and the ones who they're bonded to right exactly um and the ones that can hit oh i'm sorry (laughs) well some parents well i didn't mean to say i am so sorry i mean the ones who can discipline discipline effectively effectively spare the rod spoil the child okay moving on (laughs) um so uh, thank you for coming on oh no thank you for having Um, me thank you i really want to get into uh your background a little bit uh so one of the reasons i do this and i say this every episode is you know uh a lot of people a lot of people you know they don't really know teachers as people uh and then our students when we sit, stand in front of them and ask for like maximum effort they think that you know you're asking me to be perfect you must have been you know you must have been a straight a student mm. or whatever the case may be <laughs> so talk to me a little bit well one um where are you where are you from where'd you grow up and what kind of student were you before uh before college um, well, I'm, I'm army brat and so I live in different cities and, you know, Tennessee, I live in a whole bunch of different states, so I'm pretty much from everywhere. But, um, you know, as a student, to be honest, I'm just going to be completely, you want me to be honest. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and lie. I had a father in a home. He was my stepdad, but he didn't play no games. So he put up, he put the fear in us. So I'm gonna be. I didn't cut up in class. I'm not gonna see and be like, "Oh, I wasn't perfect." I was just scared. <laughs> That's real. I was scared to make a B. I mean, no, I'm sorry. I was scared to make a C. It was all A's and B's. It was just. It was no tolerance. No tolerance. Mm-hmm. And so, when people see need to understand when there's a father in the household that's really serious about school and knowing that school is the key to success in your career mm-hmm. you know they, my dad taught me how to read when i was three years old yeah you know so same here i mean it, it starts young yeah and i understand that when i work with the kids they don't a lot of them i'm gonna say 90 percent of them don't have that right so i take that i've read a lot of books about working with kids in poverty so because that's what i deal with i work with kids in poverty and whatever you're doing in life you want to know more about it so I've learned to help my parents, the ones that, you know, I know. I believe in all my parents. Mm-hmm. I give them outside resources yeah, to help their child succeed. That's why I had the number one growth and read it two years in a row. So Good job. Thank you. It, it's just. It's, That's it, why you got the smart kids. <laughs> I told you there's only five of them labeled smart. The rest of them are general ed. GT, you're great. The rest of them are general. Kids out there, your grades do not necessarily dictate your intelligence. No, it's your hard work plus intelligence. Let's not forget that because you can be Mm -hmm. smart as hell but lazy. Yeah, I know some. I know some very intelligent dumb motherfuckers, as I like to say. (laughs) Um, so afraid to make A's and B's. I can I can I can feel you on that. My I used to have a and tell me if you've heard this before. Like, uh, if I made like a ninety six on a test. And I brought it home to my dad. He's like, why didn't you get 100? Like, <laughs> yep. That's exactly what my dad <laughs> says. Yes. Like. Exactly. I can't always be perfect. Yep. You know. He I, was just like, strive for greatness. You need to strive. Like, 
Like, he, and then my mom, she was really on some black power stuff growing up. We did Kwanzaa. We was wearing dashikis before it was cool. Mm-hmm. Like, we had the Afro puffs, natural. Before, like I said, y'all over here wearing these fake dreads and fake dashikis. <laughs> we're doing it way before, you know, and we were reading books in the house. We had yeah. shelves of books. My dad, he's a doctor, so I would read medical books. I would read encyclopedias. You know, it's just what I had access to. Yeah. And so... You know, that's just what's in the home. And I know if I just based my education on what was being taught at school, I said I'm way advanced in this. I was in GT when I was in school just because of my whole life. Now, me yeah. knowing that, I try to give my kids what I had access to when I was a child, mm-hmm. which was hooked on phonics, which was different, you know, programs to help you read, you know, different books that I give them access to that they wouldn't have access to at the house. I actually use my own money and paper to print different things the school won't give me and you know because i i take my job very serious yeah and then you know my parents always ask me what can i do what can i do i have a whole like little booklet telling them what they can do yeah so, so so you were pretty you know, so you're a pretty good student where did you um where were your uh an army an army kid where were the majority of your uh High school year spent. Oh, ninth grade through fourth, or no, ninth grade through twelfth grade, I was in the shithole, and then right in the smack dab middle of Kansas, there was a flagpole, one Kansas, block away. Kansas. Yes, one block away from my house that represented the geological center of the United States. It was right down the street from my house. Really? Yes. That's pretty. I mean, as somebody from a state shaped like a mitten, I think that's pretty. <laughs> neat. Um, so you spent, so you spent your high school years in Kansas. And so, uh, by the time you graduated high school, tell me if you remember or not, do you remember what your GPA was when you graduated? Um, not, it wasn't that great. It was like 3.1. So you got some C's. (laughs) 3.1 is a B average. It is a B average. It's a low B average. There has to be a C or something in there. You know what? It, there was a C and I blame my dad because he took us. No. Yeah, it was. He Hmm. took us on vacation. And I never made up the work. <laughs> wow! So I never asked where it. Went. I never asked for the work. So how did? So and I start. Let Let's be real. I start skipping in the senior year. Yeah. Senior year, it was fun. We would, you know, come to class whenever we wanted with full breakfast from restaurants. <laughs> That's so sneak dope. back on campus. I wish hiding from the principal. I ne- I don't ever remember my dad. Like my dad used to drop us off at school. Like from the time we we're kids at the time well from the time we were in high school oh, it was easy. just we, walk out we didn't do that <laughs> i know i didn't do that <laughs> i was i was one of them kids who's like well i'm supposed to be here and <laughs> you know i don't i don't need to, i was kind of af- afraid of my dad in a sense but like not because he was oh like, i'm scared sorry at that time my parents were divorced oh okay well, okay yeah, that's there we go so that's what that was oh so this kind of gets gets into another thing i want to talk about so um a little bit. So how did all the moving around and stuff, how do you think that affected just you socially? Oh, it was hard. It was really hard being the new kid in school every year when I was in elementary school. Uh-huh. Whether we stay in the same state for four years, every year we moved to a different city. Yeah. So I was the new kid in school all the time. It was hard to keep friends. I don't have any friends from childhood. Really? Except for two. And that's it. And that's from, you know, well, we're grandma's adult. house. Well, we're so. we're adults now, so that's all, all, all you really need in your life is, <laughs> like, two or two three Two solid friends. ones. You're right. Yeah. Two solid ones you can count on. And, you know, it, it was really, really difficult. But um, it also 
made me it right now affects me to where it's easy i can just pack up and go like i i if i want like i told you earlier if i want to move to la in a couple years it'd be easy i just pack up and go yeah you don't have an emotional investment you don't have an emotional investment in the places you are exactly exactly yeah that's real so it wasn't that great three like three one ish by the time you graduated um what were you what were you, okay so teacher obviously um what were your prospects coming out of high school like what did you want to do um what were some of your choices for afterwards like was it military was it college well what? since my dad was in the military he did not want me to go in the military just because what branch was he army army okay um he he really never introduced like i said my parents were divorced i really to be honest had to figure it out on my own uh-huh. what i wanted to do i didn't know what a major was when matter of fact when i went to southern university in louisiana when i got there and got off the plane that i paid for my own plane ticket i went up to the school and was like i'm ready for class they were like you're not even registered oh uh, yeah i was like oh well you sent me a letter saying i was accepted that was like that doesn't mean anything so I had to go through a whole process by myself trying to be an adult. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't know what a major was. I just knew that I was really into either teaching or writing in journalism. So So, so you were a first were you a first generation college kid? No. Uh my mom, she graduated from Southern and that's where my parents step parents met mm-hmm. at Southern University. Okay. So that's why I went there. But Ratchet City. I had to, I transferred Baton Rouge. Oh yes. Uh, well, I went to Baton Rouge once, um, because I went. You know, I went to ASU, Alabama State, mm-hmm. and we. I went there to watch uh play football because it was it was a classic at some point. But then, mm-hmm. so I went and and some parts of Baton Rouge, I was kind of confused because it looked like run down and like kind of very run down. Hood. It stinks. It looks like run down and hood. But like, if I'll, you want to learn how to be a criminal, go to Southern University oh, Lord. and <laughs> hang with the dudes <laughs> on the corner shooting dice. Like, yeah, that's a good place. And get get your court uh, door kicked down. I was a little confused though. That's the only place I didn't mean to cut you off. It's the only place I know where the third floor gets kicked in. Really? I thought the third floor was supposed to be safe. Yeah, not at Southern. That's crazy. But I was a little confused when I I went to uh, Baton Rouge because it was like I said it was all run down and everything mm-hmm. and I look across the way and I see uh, LSU's football stadium. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then hold on, well, here's the kicker for me because I you know I come from a majority black city like Detroit growing up like ninety some percent black so every hood part everything hood I knew was black and I would look <laughs> and all these rundown spots had like these old white men in front of them. And I was like, <laughs> "Wait, white people can be poor too." <laughs> yep. Um. So you, you went to Southern for how long? About a year and a half. And then where? And you I go joined after that? the newspaper, oh, and right. um, I actually joined a magazine, not from Southern. It was the outside. I got hired on to a magazine mm-hmm. called Tip Magazine. I got to interview celebrities like Lil Boosie, Plies, um, Trey Songs, um, who else? Uh, Pretty Ricky. So, and um, I wrote all kind of articles, you know, events going on in the school. I dabbled in theater. I was in a speech class and the theater teacher was like, oh, you should try audition for the school play. And I'm like, I'm not going to, I got the lead part. It was really fun. Yeah. You seem like, you seem kind of like the charismatic get in front of people type. Um, so you were at Southern. What, what, what you said you were in the either writing or education. What, what did you decide 
as your major? My major there? was there. Um, it was mass communications because they didn't have journalism. Why does? It, oh, okay, that's why. And okay. so when I realized if I go to University of Missouri, they have the first journalism program in the world and the best. Yeah, and that, it's close to home. That's where you transferred to. Yeah, that's where I transferred to. Okay, and um, that program was hard. And after I did that, I worked for an NBC station for a little bit. Mm. But before then, I was, they had a campus TV station. Mm -hmm. And I was actually, you know, MUTV, like I was the leader of that. So, like, it was a closed circuit television network for the whole University of Missouri. So, I was anchoring that. I was producing that. I was editing the whole show and everything. I was the news director. Mm -hmm. So I had a team of reporters going out doing live TV and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. that in that moment, I realized teaching is where I need to do. I need to be teaching and just to see people's faces light up when they learn new things, you know. So, but I did. I did journalism for a while in the real world. I worked for NBC station, TV station. And to be honest, I make more now. Okay. Well, that's kind of what I was going to get into next. So, like, after you you went to Missouri mm-hmm. and... Uh, I did that for, like, six months. I worked at TV station for six months. That was and after then, college? Yes, right after college. And then I went back. I was like, I want to go back to school for teaching because mm-hmm. this is that would be my calling. So, I started my master's program and went and got my master's online, which was better. They still give you the same, the same refund checks. So... <laughs> It was a great choice. That's real. Right. And so I packed up and moved to Houston and finished my program. So that's... I, you finished you know, your program... Here in Houston. That's how I got a job here. Where at... Or was it like... Uh, oh, you finished it in the... Yeah, I finished my master's in... So... And that's a, that's a hint for anybody. If you want to move somewhere, do online school, move to Hawaii, move to California... With your online school money, yeah, and then you know, get in your field like an internship there in that state, so you can easily get a job where you want to live. Okay, all right. So you were in the television, and what what was it about? What was it about seeing people's faces light up at new information that made you like? What was it about that that triggered you into teaching? It just, to be honest, it gave me a sense of purpose. Like it made me. Everybody wants to feel like they're giving. Well, not everyone, but I love the feeling that, oh, my God, if it wasn't for you, this. If it wasn't for you, that. Mm. Not to say I want to feel important, but I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's just a feeling of, you know, satisfaction that I helped elevate this person's life. Yeah. You know, I I, I read somewhere um, a few uh, like a month or two ago that human beings get our and one of the reasons that a lot of people get into teaching is that human being or fall in love with it just just right you know they don't want to do it at first and then they uh (laughs) then they get into it and they're like oh my god this is so wonderful and that's because uh human beings get our strongest sense of gratification in the world when we help other people amen it i actually i've read i think i read that same article it was a study that was done yeah um so Good for you. They were like now even the rich teacher. people. They were like, um, they're not happy unless they're giving a lot of their money away. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's always a good good to know. Like, cause part of it, like our instincts, our human instincts. One of them uh, is a preservation of the species, right? So right. when you are in, when you are talking with 
I'm sorry, teaching other people or you're giving away a lot of money, you're in a sense like helping people to elevate themselves um, in hopes to better uh, preserve the species. And that's good. Right. So you mentioned earlier your internship uh, into, well, one, how long have you been teaching to this point? Um, It's almost been about four years. About four years. And you mentioned earlier uh, your internship for uh, assistant principalship. Right. um, What, you know, it seems like a natural progression, but it's not always that for people. But what was it that kind of, what is it that makes you want to do that, uh, being an assistant principal? Because, you know, being a teacher is one thing. But being an assistant principal is a whole nother set of problems or a whole nother set of responsibilities. So what was it that makes you say, like, okay, this teaching thing is cool, so now I want to move on to this level? So you're asking me what made me want to move up to this level? Yeah, what makes you you aspire to be an assistant principal or a principal? um, Because I have a lot of ideas, to be honest. I have a lot of ideas that can help the whole campus and not just our campus, the community as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I started a nonprofit last year which I've been completely neglectful, to be honest. I've helped some people with my nonprofit, but really I haven't done what I want to do. And if I, I feel like if when I become vice principal, I'll be able to use that platform to boost my nonprofit, which is to help high school kids, mm-hmm. you know, know that there's more, more than just college and Army. Like there's yeah. trade schools, there's, you know, different things they can do financially. Mm-hmm. Than just going to army or college because college isn't going to be for everybody. Army's not going to be for everybody. Okay, yeah, I was because just even about, if you get out of the army, some people they don't even have a job when they leave. Yeah, I was they don't just have a, a trade. I was just about to ask you about that. Uh, whether you whether you feel like education is the savior for the masses, because um, I know for me personally, I start every school year telling my. I, some people don't like it, but I tell my kids every year, like, look, school ain't for everybody. I was like the fact that you the fact that you're in the classroom right now for some people is a miracle. Um but it's really good that that you're and what's your nonprofit called? Um Young Believers, Young Achievers. Okay. And it's really good that that you're providing or seeking to provide um some other options for kids cuz what's <laughs> crazy thing to me um being a high school teacher we had like this third period intervention uh, and they gave me college planning, which is a senior course, which is way too late. It, exactly. But, but exactly. I, I asked those kids, yeah. I asked yeah. those kids like, yo, who wants to go to college? Everybody raised their hand. Right. And I was like, okay, that's weird. So what do you guys want to major in? And nobody had a clue. Right. Yep. That's how it is. Yeah. But here's the thing. And another thing with my nonprofit, too, I want to educate high school students early. Yeah. About different fields and jobs and careers they can go into that they don't even know about. Yeah. Like there's so many things that you can say, oh, just research, just research. What about little other jobs that all you need is this certification? All you need is that certification. Boom. You can be making 100,000, 80,000 a year. Yeah. Trust me. Had I known about other things. That I know now, you know, I'm not going to say I wouldn't be a teacher, but there's a lot of things that people that don't even have a college education, they're yeah. making way more than me. I would I always said that if I, if I knew the things that I know now, that I would have started my career in entertainment like years ago. Right. Like, because I always wanted to do that, but like I would have picked something else and 
just went in that direction. Exactly. Um, we they need to be exposed to more than just these basic classes in high school. They need to be exposed to real world things now. Yeah. But what's crazy? You know, the craziest thing is like, I feel like there are some teachers who who say that, but like they've been in like it's been ingrained in them from a young age by society like hey college, you need to college, go college. yeah college 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 but like there's so many other things and one of the reasons why trade schools you know don't have enough people in them you know and we don't have enough carpenters or welders or whatever we kind of we kind of uh i mean even in in a place like Houston or Texas period um they they see a shortage in that cuz kids don't know their options and they think like well if I don't go to college then I guess I'm going to just find something else to do. But they don't think about certifications and stuff. Right. They don't know. And so, yeah, I mean, I want to connect high school kids with the elementary schools to get volunteer hours, you know, because I know a lot of people had trouble with that in high school as well, getting volunteer hours, you know, a lot of community building things. Um, I want to get other high school students teach or tutoring other high school students, you know. Yeah. Just for different for volunteer hours. That could be a volunteer hours. Different incentives. I mean, there's just a lot of ideas that I have, like I said, for just within my campus, you know, in my school district. I look at the curriculum and it has nothing to do with the teaks. And I'm thinking if we base something off the teaks, really, really based on the teaks, these kids can learn a lot more. Yeah. And it needs to be a progression. Like, you know, and I have a lot of ideas for writing curriculums and things like that that were actually based off of science, well, based off of research. Well, you know, the the teaks aren't really about the learning per se. It's about the test, the test that they're gonna give you at the end of the year. Um, and even if you're not tested, like a lot of those points are just like, like there's some stuff I teach in my psychology classes. I'm like, they're like this is not important. Like they're not gonna need to know this. But it's supposed to serve as like an introduction to something you might be interested in. But they don't think of it like that. They're like, I got to learn this. I got to learn this. No, you no, you, no, you fucking don't. <laughs> um, you said you got a long week, right? Yeah, it's um, a lot. We're moving to a brand new campus. Yeah, our district has a lot. We're in the same school district, by the way. Right. And it has a lot going on right now. A lot. Um, so how or like what do you do outside of school to like help you unwind and, and unwind from your day? Oh, Lord. Besides um, prescribed Xanax. No, shit. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, real but talk. Listen. Real talk. Like, if you as if you joke about that, well, you joke about that, but there are, like, a bunch of teachers out there who are, like, popping pills on a regular. It's not safe, but, you know, it's here's not. the thing. It's not. And it's just, like, for those really stressful days. But at the same time, I play poker. That's the, my really big hobby right now. Like, yeah. I've been playing for about a year. And I love it. Like, it teaches you about statistics. It teaches you about psychology. Yeah. And reading people. And, I mean, it's very sociable. And there's a lot of places and, in Houston. And it's an opportunity to make a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even look at the money aspect. Like, every day. Shut up. Listen. <laughs> Stop lying. Why are you, why yes, are you lying to the people? Okay. We all it's, know one of the double-down classic. I came in third. I don't, 100 some people. And I, don't I did pl- win the trophy. I don't play poker. Nice, Big pile of money. Yeah, I don't play poker nice. for the money. Who says that? It was the glory. <laughs> it was it was part of the glory. Just like today, I won first place at a um, tournament. It was really really fun mm-hmm. for the fifty thousand tomorrow. Wish I, me luck. I don't play for the money though. Yeah, I, I play for the glory. <laughs> the glory only. Okay, yes, you're right. My dream now 
is to be the first African American female to place in the World Series of Poker. That'd be great. That'd be dope. Five hundredth place gets like fifty thousand dollars. Like that'd be that'd be hella dope. <laughs> For real. I mean, and it and it's really good that you that well. I don't <laughs> I don't gamble. Or I don't play those games for money or whatever, but like it's really good that, that to see. It's always good to see people who look like us in those positions. Oh yeah, the top player in the world for the longest time is Phil Ivey. He's worth over a billion dollars just from poker, and, and he wins. I mean, that's what he does. Is he like black or something? He's black. He's oh, your okay. skin I, color. I didn't. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and he's the number one like ever to ever play the game. Okay. Um. So. Kevin Hart played against him. He, you know, Kevin Hart loves poker. He goes to the World Series. As long as you have ten thousand dollars, you can play in the World Series. Kevin, Series. Kevin Hart is kind of like Michael Jordan in the sense that, like, they're both competitive crackheads, as I call it. <laughs> like, that's all they like. You know, uh, they say Michael Jordan is so competitive that, like, if he's doing nothing, like absolutely nothing, he like freaks out and will start doing Sudoku. <laughs> in order to like take the edge off a little bit like he says it's like his greatest gift and his greatest burden at the same time oh i i can imagine i can really imagine that yeah um so poker that's that's a really good one uh what else what else helps you unwind and loosen up besides uh, the prescribed annex oh uh, well to be honest i play music i play piano i play guitar i didn't know that yeah, and um, are you lying to me right now? Because I <laughs> no, if you go to my house, you will see all the instruments I have. I vaguely remember these things. Oh, the okay. one time I was there, vaguely, yeah, yeah, it's there. So, I mean, and I taught myself, so you can learn anything. When I was a kid, I was 12 years old, I started playing piano, and we had YouTube back then, kids, so you can get on YouTube and learn how to play guitar, piano. Uh, you can learn anything you know that's the craziest thing about the information age and like i i guess you you might not see it as much in 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 at your grade level but like youtube google has like all the information in the world and kids don't use it for that you know what i mean like you can go on you like if if you if you're having trouble in a class and i've done it in college if or, or even uh, I do it before I go teach a lesson sometimes. Like, if I have right. trouble with a certain concept, I'll go on YouTube and watch, like, a visualization of it, whether it oh, be it's the, so awesome. the Khan Academy or Crash Course or whatever. And the kids don't like that stuff. <laughs> but I'm like, this is the stuff that helps it's you. It's good, right? <laughs> yeah, like, you, whatever you want to do. You can build do. a damn car watching YouTube. Duh, you know, how, okay, you remember, uh, you remember the dance, the jerk? Yes. I learned how to do the jerk from a, <laughs> watching a YouTube tutorial. I was like, oh, my God. I, and this was, like, back in 2012. Please it was sometime don't in show college. your age, baby. No, I'm joking. Uh, I'm, I'm 28. I'm okay. I, I, I age like Oh, one. my God. I thought you were older than that. Yeah. No act, offense I at all. Old. I act older sometimes. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. But, like, I, I remember being in college, and uh, like, I, the summer before uh, the semester kicked in, and I was like, yo, that's a cool-ass move. I want to learn how to do that. And then I, I was trying it. I'm like, I, I just can't get it. And then I looked at a YouTube tutorial, and I got it right away. And I was right. like, oh, man, this thing is so helpful. But kids don't use it for that. They just, like, I don't know. They're not going to get it. Have They're you not going to get it. Have you? Okay, you play poker. Have you, like, gotten to watching people play poker on YouTube? Oh, Phil Ivy, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. His name is Phil fucking Ivy. Phil fucking Ivy. That's what they call him, Phil okay. fucking Ivy. 
So you have like sat there and just watched people oh, and, of as a course. of course like as a study uh, guy. And when yeah, yeah, when I pulled one of his moves, I'd be like, Yes, I pulled a Phil fucking Ivy. I made these I played these shit cards like they're races. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's insane. It's an awesome like feeling. It's awesome. No, how did you uh like what got you into playing poker? Because that's not something that like you said be it to be the first black female um to place you said in place in the world, world series, series of poker yeah. like those people on ESPN used then, to playing poker yeah. right then that would mean that you don't see many black women get right. into it. So what 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 got you into playing it and like I'm gonna be honest. Let me just be honest and say this. My uncle. Oh, my God. He lives in Katy. Okay. And the best poker players in the world come from Katy, Texas. Yeah. And he's really, really good. And um, the people we see on TV, a lot of them come from Katy. Like it's rich, crazy. rich white folks who can spend their money. Um, <laughs> they, got, they got money to throw around. Well, they started, a lot of them started from the bottom, like me. Yeah. They went just like tomorrow. If I come in first place, that's $50,000. I can take that and go to a $10,000 tournament in Vegas. If I come first place there, that's $21 million. You mm. know what I'm saying? So you can... Like I said, five hundred places, fifty fifty thousand or whatever. So even tenth place tomorrow is like five thousand or something like that. Like you, one game can change your life. I'm getting a free seat. People pay five hundred dollars to sit there, but today I want a free seat because I came in first at a smaller tournament. I can just work my way. Anybody, that's the American dream. You can work your way from the bottom and get to the top. And so. You know, uh, there's a lot of um, stereotypes in poker about females. First of all, oh yeah, so that's that's a, that's that's a lot great. of places. I don't I don't want you to believe me. Right. So I want you to call me. So when I have the flush or when I have a full house, <laughs> your money's gone. Yeah, like it's great. They think we're stupid. So I like to challenge stereotypes. I love to challenge stereotypes. I love it. Yeah, because I I'm not because I mean I, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like we we met each other couple years ago right and like my first impression of you was like this like high maintenance ditzy ass broad who like like you know what i mean i can be ditzy i'll take it okay (laughs) but but like just like in this conversation there were things that i learned about you over time and i'm like i would have never seen this coming (laughs) like uh i remember like you know thinking high maintenance ditzy ass broad and then we at your house playing super smash brothers Oh, there you go. Boom. Another thing. Yep, I got video games at the house. Yes. Oh, another way to. But I love video games. There's no money in there. You're right. Maybe poker is not the money. Hold on. Hold on. Maybe it is. Hold on. There are. There are. There is money in video games now. Tournaments. You know. You ever heard of esports? No, I haven't. There are the. Okay, so I I didn't know about this uh until like maybe a year ago, but I I follow this uh like Michigan high school sports channel, Mm -hmm. and they started showing esports and it's like a bunch of kids who like play these uh uh multiplayer games mm-hmm. where they all like join up in teams and they have certain goals and they reach them and achieve them and it's mm-hmm. like a real thing and there are people who are making like million dollars a year playing video Ooh. games you've heard of, you've heard of twitch no it's a, a streaming service owned by amazon where you play video games online if you have a certain number of subscribers to your twitch channel you get paid for it damn 
Yeah, so there is money in video games now. Like, it's not just like one of those things. Like, yeah, like when we were younger, like my mom used to be like, "Ain't no, you ain't gonna make no money <laughs> playing video games." And now there's a bunch of money in video games. So it's crazy. You can make a bunch of money doing a bunch of stuff. Now. Yeah, you're right. It yeah. is. But all back coming back to my point of like you challenging stereotypes. Like I can see that because like again, I like to break out the box. There are a lot of things about you that I've assumed that later on I was like, whoa, that's. I am high maintenance, and I can, like I said, <laughs> I can be ditzy, but like I said, that's just one side of me. There's a, and everybody has onion peels to layers to them. So yeah, just like we're not all just teachers. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? They're like hell. You, I love teaching. Yeah, but if I win 21 million in Vegas, I'm gonna donate a lot to the school, <laughs> and, and then Trump and I will deuces. open up a poker school. And, and I will teach poker. Mm-hmm. I love teaching people how to play poker. That would be my. Yeah, I know. We, we had a conversation about that a couple months ago. It was like, so this is July, but like back in my birthday is in January. And like me and my, uh, me and my lady were talking about how, uh, it's like, man, for your birthday, like she showed it, take a lot of people away to teach them poker. <laughs> I feel so bad, Ron. No, I am you know so what? sorry. You no, know I don't feel I bad. Just get, I, was... I get passionate with teaching and poker. Like, no, you know what? Don't feel bad about that. At that point, I was going through like uh, uh I was going through like a depression, and so for oh, me, wow, I did I was, not know that. Yeah, I I hide these things very well, but for me, I was just I was happy that people were there for oh, me. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that were, was yeah. that was enough for me. Um, so as long I as I was they sad were, that you didn't want to play, I was like, why does it matter? But I get it now. Uh, I, was, I get it. Yeah, I was I was going through a lot, so I was just happy to have people there. So, but like, no, I can see that you you know that's something that you enjoy because like even in like many conversations now and going through your Instagram, like that's like eighty percent of the stuff you post <laughs> is like, hey, I won this and I'm playing these cards and this your it's your charm bracelet, it's your hat, it's your son, it's all this stuff. I'm like, man, that's a good look. Poker is like two percent luck, like or five percent luck. It's mostly about percentages, skills, and psychology, but a little luck goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah, it does. A little luck goes a long way. And I will say this. If you want to play poker, you need to watch Matt Damon and Rounders. That needs to teach you everything you need to know about poker. Matt Damon and Rounders. Yes. This is not awesome a movie. Matt Damon and Rounders. It's not a movie I'm going to watch. But, I, <laughs> <laughs> but no. No, it's easy about poker and life. Like, it's, yeah. It's it's really good. Yeah. Like my uncle really hyped up poker for me last year, and when he told me twenty one million, I said, "Well, let me learn how to play." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then when I found out I was a rookie, but I was like doing really well. And, and it's 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 strange because like it's a skill that you have to build, and it's also like a um, it's like a uh. How do I put it? like a low risk, high reward kind of thing. Exactly. Because like you can play and lose, and you won't lose a bunch of money. Like I don't know. Like I said, put I, into a I pot. used to play every day, mm-hmm. and then every day for free. There's free games all over Houston. Yeah. If you win, like I said, eight hundred thousand dollars, and you can split that money between first through fourth place. And I'd be winning at least five hundred extra a week mm-hmm. every week. But I'd be playing a lot, you yeah. know. So it's just you know. It's just a, a hobby that makes money. That's what I like to call it. Yeah, and it's that's one of the things people don't know too. I, oh, they I think serve it's, a lot of places serve free food and drinks unlimited. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's always been like the rumor when it came to like 
gambling anyway is that they give you a lot of they give you free stuff just to keep you there um but that's i was saying that was one of the things that people don't think about when it comes to teachers is that a lot of us have like these side hustles yeah exactly (laughs) side lives like alter egos yeah like uh yeah they call me the harley quinn yeah, the Harley Quinn. Seriously, the Harley Quinn of poker. That's one of the it's reasons. That's one of the reasons I decided to start the podcast because, like, I was talking to a. Uh, okay, one I heard they put out this uh, announcement through our school that one of the teachers, uh, one of my coworkers, was being hit. One of his poems was being published, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool for a high school teacher." Like, because I'm thinking that is because in college, <coughs> excuse me. In college, like that seems like a pretty normal thing. Like there are published authors all over colleges, but for a high school teacher, I'm like, oh, that's that's interesting. And then I find out later that he's also a personal trainer. Wow. And I'm like, huh, you know that right, right. And then I just talk to a bunch of other teachers and find some entrepreneurs and everything, and we all have like this side hustle on wow, the side. Like yeah. even me, like I I'm a sports official. You know, I referee. I didn't know that. Yeah, I officiate football basketball and i, I want to do baseball too um that's awesome yeah and it pays pretty good and it's fun and i like doing it uh but i i don't know if it, it's a i don't know if it's a product of our our uh career choice <laughs> or if it's a product of our uh our generation because you know we make less money we make all this money but we have like more debt than any uh any generation before isn't us. that crazy isn't it, that crazy it is a crazy thing but you know but i'm gonna be honest they're never getting a penny from me oops did i say that <laughs> oh my god i'm so glad okay when i win world series you can have it when i win oh yeah no win a bunch of look <laughs> get a bunch of money pay all your bills <laughs> like pay your debts off like that i could look i can't wait for that to happen like, pay a bunch. exactly um that's what's up so uh we get into the last bits of this so my last question to you um and you this might be a little difficult or maybe not but uh k through 12 mm-hmm. who is your favorite teacher my favorite teacher k through 12 would um have to definitely be um definitely be a a, a high school spanish teacher and she was black black lady and um she was really you remember her name Miss Lashley. Miss Lashley. Yes, she was very inspirational, very well put together. She was a swim coach. You know, she did a lot of things outside of the classroom. And when I was going through real life problems in high school, you know, with real life, she was there to listen and, you know, not judge and like really cared. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, this this Miss Lashley. Her cousin was the famous wrestler. Okay. I it I was, had to ask. Yes, As a wrestling was. fan, I couldn't yep. help but look look, look I, I'm open on Wikipedia right now. Yes. <laughs> Her cousin, up. yep. Okay. They grew up together. Oh, that's Isn't so cool. Isn't that crazy? It is. God, that's so cool. Isn't that so cool? That is cool, man. <laughs> all my look, all my Because I don't watch wrestling, so that's how you know I'm telling the truth. I said it before him. <laughs> They it was a real wrestler. I don't watch. So wrestling. so, what was it about Miss Lashley? That, uh, you said she was helping you with real life problems. She was inspirational. Yeah, because um, she was really well put together. Always had her nails done, her hair done, and you know, makeup on point. You know, really, really well spoken, intelligent. 
you know, I just looked up to her. I wanted to be like her. I was like, I need to be like her. Yeah. When I get older, I want to be well put together like her. Yeah. And have it all together and, you know. When you get and at older. the same time, down to earth and funny. Yeah. And yeah. then you get older and realize, ain't nobody got together. <laughs> at all. At all. Not a piece. No, but you know. Where, as long as you're not in jail and you have a roof over your head, you are doing well. Yeah, you're doing just you're fine. You're doing great. Yeah. That's really good. Um, well, I'm glad that you came on here. Yes, and um, I'm glad to be here anytime. Anything else you want to say to people? Yes. Parents. <laughs> I always say people to talk to parents. Cause, uh, yeah, I want to say this. It's never, ever too late to pick up where you are in life and do something different. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's the good thing about life. It's never, ever too late. Yeah. Especially now there's um online school and loans. Yeah. You can do whatever the hell you want to do. I always tell people, like people always ask me, well, how you doing? I was like, well, I woke up today, so that's pretty good. Like, Because yep. every, every day is a chance to do something different. Exactly. And, and break out the box. Don't get comfortable. Yeah. Really break out the box. Yeah. A lot of people, that's it's one of the things that's really plaguing our society right now is that people... People, well, maybe always, but people are just really comfortable with where they are. Yeah, don't get comfortable. What the status quo is, and they never really grow. And then they blame everybody else because they're not growing. Well, you only get one life. I need to oh, see yeah. it all. I need to live it all. Yeah. I want to also get a timeshare. They're really cheap. And you can travel the they world. And just get the plane ticket. Yeah, let's get the plane. Well, again, glad that you came, Sam. Thank you. Uh, Thank I you. appreciate you. I always appreciate you know, when people make the time to especially come in, come to me and, and do this. Um, oh, yeah. I know Easy Tag is going to charge me 40 bucks today. Jesus. I know that. <laughs> I better win this 50000 tomorrow or at least 5000 okay? I'm about to get an Easy Tag. And, it, <laughs> and I'm kind of scared, but at the same no, cause time. Because if it dips below $10, they charge they you. They charge you <laughs> just to charge keep, 40 bucks, keep right. it at 40 or whatever it is. But again, oh, I'm sorry. I keep saying this. Thank you again for coming. And thank you for listening. Everybody who's listening, I love you. <laughs> if you're listening, I love you. Yeah. And I hope to be a guest again. Oh, awesome. Well, yeah. Actually, you know, I haven't, I haven't gotten to repeat guests yet. Um, but oh, on other possible. topics, you know, if you're talking about life, love, relationships. Oh yeah, no, we can always get get to that stuff. Um, but again, so that's a whole other side. Thank you, teachers. Thank you. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> Uh, because at the end of the day, we're still human. Exactly. Uh, again, thank you for coming. Okay. And I do appreciate you, and you are dismissed. This is the faculty meeting.